Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 196 for August 14th, probably 2019. Uh, this week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, and Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. And I just want to wish a um, a speedy and healthy recovery to uh, to Wesley Treat, who just underwent some schnoz surgery. So I heard about that, and I also saw some of his videos recently, and it blows me away how holy moly good that that dude is just yeah. making stuff. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. How Very do we get creative. any recognition at all? Seriously, I mean, Tim's like the most talented of us. Uh, no offense, Tim. Um, how do we get recognition? And we have people that are fans of ours. And I just look at everybody who makes stuff, and I'm like, these people are so far beyond out of my league. You know what I mean? So thank you, everybody. That's just just wow. Thank you. And get yeah. better, Wesley. Yeah. Go ahead, Tim. Say something yeah. smart. I have nothing I'm, smart to say. No pressure. Um, what are we working on? Let's see. I mean, I guess this is the third hairstyle in four weeks, so I guess that's what you're working on, Bill. <laughs> Keeping his wife employed. Yeah. So I got I got home from uh, work right after she cut my hair. It was so hot, and I just couldn't take it. So I went out in the garage and just buzzed the rest of it off. And um, you sheared yeah, yourself, over, huh? No, I did. Like a sheep. Yeah, yeah, you got shorn. Yeah, you sh- you I shorn. Yourself. I was shoring myself. Right. I was right. shorn. So I'm a shorner now. Yeah. That's all I got going on, man. It's uh, it's hot uh, it's comparatively. Bre- Phil, it's breathtaking. It's freshly <laughs> shorn. <laughs> I suggest you try it. <laughs> more pop culture, boys. Really? Uh, and more his- ancient history now. There, re- there really is nothing like a shorn. <laughs> Thing. It's quite Simpsons? taking No, Austin, no. Austin Powers. Austin Powers, the first oh, one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Meat helmets in Rangoon. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I do have something I'd like to say. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Here we go. <clears throat> so, um, somebody who who is still learning about a lot of things reached out to the community and wanted to know what they could use to lubricate their table saw. Here we go. And uh, at first, my thought was just a, a gif of frying bacon, like, ha-ha, it was a joke. But after seeing not everybody, you know, putting down a few answers, but I thought, you know what? I'd like to say what I've used for years and years and years. And it's a simple uh, dry lock lubricant. It's a, it's a graphite. You know, you spray it on, it dries, and it's just slick, and there's no... It, it's a good stuff. And um, not, only, not only did I think I, I helped this person... But I was actually recognized by the community for actually knowing a thing or two. So I just... That's, that, that that's made, not how that went down. What happened was oh. I like to interact. By the way, the mystery person in this story is, of course, me. Uh, thank you for your <laughs> acting prowess there, Bill. Uh, 
I like to engage with the community every once in a while. Yes, of course, Bill, Tim, and I have our little tiny micro network where we ask each other questions, but I also like to engage the larger community. But uh, truth be told, 90% of the time, I do get the right answer from Bill. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the punchline of that whole thread was like, they're like, but Bill gave you the answer? The guy that you're in a podcast with? (laughs) That was fun. That was fun. That was funny. I, I was just uh, um, happy to be here. What are you guys doing? Tim? What's um, happening over there? What's happening over here? Well, I did the, um, I went and I did that Connecticut Expo this weekend, which was cool. I didn't sell anything, which I didn't expect to. Like, I just wanted to kind of, but I, I I gave away, I literally ran out of business cards. So, um, nice. I mean, you know, I, I only brought 10 of them, but... <laughs> <laughs> Slightly less were, impressive than you made it out. They were made out of hollow cord doors. Yeah, you know. yeah I brought are, a thousand. Yeah, no, I brought a, I brought a, I had a, I had a, I mean, between the flyers and I still have a couple flyers left, but between the flyers and I had a, several hundred of them. And, uh, okay, all right, you know, that's good. Yeah, so I gave away. Uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, thanks, Bill, for showing us your lube. <laughs> <laughs> His graphite dry lock, dry lube for lock. the table saw. For the table saw, yes. Um, so, you know, hopefully, you know, I mean, if, if one or two of them turn into leads, you know, then that was a total success. So it was interesting. But what was cool about it is, you know, normally, I mean, I've done these types of shows before as a, as a furniture maker or as a, you know, craftsperson or whatever. And, and I'm just not a huge fan of them. Um, so, but it was interesting to go as uh, the, a guitar maker, you know, knowing that I wasn't going to sell anything. But just watching, because when I go to guitar shows, people like walk by, oh, there's guitars, there's guitars, that guy makes guitars. But here it was like, there was like nothing like what I was doing, you know, for miles. Mm-hmm. And it was just, and there were people that would never see or be exposed to what I do unless they go to guitar shows. I mean, 90% of the people I was talking to were never going to buy a guitar. But there was just, it was a lot of fun to just watch the reactions as people came up and, and, um, and the joy. I mean, I like I had the nail guitar hanging up on the stands, and um, I, I mean it was literally four hundred, five hundred photos of it taken. You know, nice. by people that will never buy it. You know what I mean? But that doesn't matter. Know. It's an art piece. Um, no yeah, exactly. Buy the Mona Lisa, but you know, right? By people that just really and so that was a, that was really cool. But so besides that, I'm more, I have like I have a whole list here. I'm I'm making ten business card holders for a, a client of those. I make them out of wood. Uh, they're like a little box with a magnetic latch. I've made them for years and years, and I haven't made any in a while. I have the CNC now, so it makes it like way easier and faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I I forgot to mention this last week. I have a video coming out on Vectrix, um, YouTube channel. And for those who don't know, Vectric makes CNC software, and I've had a relationship with them for years. They've uh, they've been a great company, and uh. I, you know, I don't want to say that our relationship's going to the next level. We're not quite moving in together, but I'm going to be doing a series of videos for their channel, which I'm really looking forward to because... Um, wow, good job, man. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do... We're one of, we did doing it for a year to start, one every two months, so six videos. Uh, seven, I guess, counting the one I just, I just did. Um, and uh, the idea being that they like to give away to people that use their software and that are like... You know, because it's expensive, and so they they really want to give to, you know, the people that that are invested in it, and and get people started on it with free projects. So every month they post a video, and they have a downloadable file. It's not it's not downloadable for any CNC users. It's Vectric specific file um, mm-hmm. that you know showcases some feature of the software, 
and and some you know some idea that maybe the average person wouldn't think of or just something to get them going get them using and get them learning you know because there's no better way to learn this software than to open up someone's project right i mean it's it's a it's a great way to learn so they want me to make some projects for them and uh you know i've got one coming out sometime this month i'm not quite sure when and and uh i'm so really excited re repeatable about it. projects for people to to do yeah, so they can they can just download my file and, and just take my idea and use it like they own it like, you know. Um, so the first one I'm giving them is the Sporkchula. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you're giving away that billion dollar idea for free. Well, the problem is is it hasn't made me a billion bucks yet, so <laughs> so I think I'd do this. Not instead. yet. Not yet. Um, yeah, no, I thought it'd be a fun one because it does, you know, it's a two-sided 3D car, so there's all this stuff about it. So, and then the other cool thing that, about doing this is that the video is a totally different way of making videos. It's like an actual, like, how-to, like, I can nerd out on the software a little bit, and I can go through the process and, and, and talk through it. It's not like I, like what I usually do where I try to be a little more artsy or whatever. It's, and it can be long, it can be 20, 30 minutes long, you don't have to worry about trying to edit it into some tight package, you know. So I'm really looking forward to doing that. It's, um... Uh, so you're going to be like videoing your screen or you got screen grab software? Yeah, I do that already a little bit when I do CNC stuff. I always try to put a couple seconds in, but I'll be doing more of that, obviously, to show okay. and, and talk through it. Um, what do you but, use to record your screen? I don't even know what it's called. It's on my other computer. Um, it's like ShareX or something. Just some okay. free, free software I downloaded. That, cool. uh, but I, I couldn't use I had a different one on my old computer, but this one is like a different, I don't know, it's like a different video drive so this didn't work I had to get another one whatever but it works fine um, uh, yeah but so what, is, what I uh, what I'm particularly excited about though is it's gonna f force me to every couple months do something new you know what I mean it's like a, it's like an opportunity to like learn something new about the CNC and uh, and I'm also just like really like like I don't want I don't want to say like I'm I'm like pleased with myself because it sounds like dumb, but I'm like I'm like three years ago like I didn't know anything about a CNC and now I've got a CNC company hired me to teach people how to use a CNC like and I just think that's it's like a I'm not saying it's like like a brag but I'm saying it's like a no, like I was literally I was literally the guy like Bill is t t now making faces while I talk <laughs> the guy is like ah CNC is cheating I don't want to do that that's not. and then to get to the point where I can actually like be like on the other side of that and be a teacher and it's all just be for not closing my mind and for for being open-minded and trying and failing and and you know like everything I try to profess to do it was very difficult for me to to do that you know and I and I'm yeah you know, and I did so I kind of I, kind of the point is I even said that in my first video I made for vector because like the reason i'm doing this video is to show you that if this idiot can do it then like anybody can do it you know like that's kind of the idea well you know? I, I don't think anybody looks at it as cheating anymore i think even people that like me that are just i still don't have any interest in it I, maybe until i try it or whatever but i know based upon everybody that i used to know that would say that it was cheating um as soon as you get into it you're gonna love it it's gonna be a part of creating and making and it's just another tool yeah. So it sounds like your relationship with, with Vetric, man, because we've been on this ride since the beginning, I think, right? During the podcast. And, uh, you know, you guys, you, you flirted a little bit, right? You went out on a date, you know, and then it seems like a couple times you might have kissed. And now you're I basically to, holding hands. Yeah, we hands. had a weekend in Vegas. And, yeah, you know, you're holding hands now, though, and you're, yeah. you're taking long walks on the beach. That's a, that's a great progression there. Don't yeah. forget to use protection, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, they have a safe um, CNCs, Tim. Safe CNC. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you interface, <laughs> so, but, uh, 
You're interfacing with every other CNC user. Don't forget to zero out your probe, you know? Oh, you know what? That's oh, um my. I got one You're of those flush. one of those plates, the um to the yeah. auto Z plate. Um Avid yeah. CNC mailed me one for my CNC router parts machine. And cuz yeah. I was I always did the thing where you put the piece of paper underneath and bring it down. Yeah. Right, like you know, and it's fine. It takes a couple of holy crap! It is so <laughs> nice to have one of those auto Z plates. It is. Would that so work with mine? Nice. I don't know if they make one for yours or not. They probably there's probably some I way to do it. To it. Okay, I'm. You'd have to so, go into the user forms for you know that sweet stuff. though. I'm, but I'm it's happy so, for you. That's it's awesome. so cool. Yeah, it's so Does cool. it matter the thickness yeah. of what you would use? As long as you know that, like, whatever you put down on top of there, that the thing comes down on, if you know it's exactly 10, 10 three thousandths or whatever, that's what you tell the, com the computer once it touches it? Well, you know, okay, so suppose I'm... I've, you I've zero got a, it. Suppose i got a project where I'm using a half-inch thick piece of wood. Um, okay. I, I, I put the piece of wood in the CNC machine, and then I have to take my router bit, and I have to zero it out onto this half inch piece of wood. So I bring the router bit down so it's just touching the top of the piece of wood and it's exactly a mm -hmm. half inch off the work bed. And then I, I say, okay, this is zero and I hit the key and then the computer knows that's where I start. But as you know, pieces of wood, if it's 0.5 here, it might be 0.49 there, it might be 0.51 there, and CNC's are that accurate to where that kind of stuff can. Right, right. So traditionally what I'll do is if, if I'm using a piece of wood that isn't perfectly level, because, you know, in the reclaim world that happens a lot, too, you know, I'll look for the lowest point on, on the piece, and then I'll zero it out there. And so that's just a lot of extra time. Where, but now with this little plate, what it does is it's an electrical contact. It's, it, it grounds out. You, you put the circuit, you know, on, like you run electricity basically through the router bit, and then as it comes down, as soon as it touches that plate, it goes, okay, it completes the circuit, and it stops, and it says, this oh, is zero. I got you. Okay. It, it says, this is zero exactly one inch below where I am because the box is exactly one inch thick and it's all precision. And, and then got you're just you. done. So you just put that box wherever you want it to be. You push a button, and it just does it. Um, and it just saves a lot of time. Like, you know, I got normally, no, that makes sense now. Good explanation. Yeah, no, normally, what I would a do is. a great CNC teacher. Uh, thanks. I, I got a year to figure it out. So <laughs> hopefully, by the end of the year, I will be, you know? Because it's it's exciting. I, I I dig the stuff, man. You know, I just I really I'm really glad that I I took the plunge. You know. Hey, I wanted to yeah, ask you before we too. move on to Phil, and we're not going to forget you this week, by the way, Phil. It's cool, man. Oh, Phil, it's cool. Oh, Phil's here. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I wanted to ask you, Tim. Out of all the people that came by to your display, did anybody remark on either the uh, the divider or the rack? Two people that were there. As other displayers, I gave them cards. I might they were interested in me making a, a, ah, the, the holding see, rack. I knew for them. there could be a little a side side hustle to your hustle. Yeah. Well, there's and there's there's more to that. Nobody nobody commented on the stand, which I mean, I think to, I almost feel like that's how good the stand was. Is it just looked like something that people would have? You know what I mean? Right. Like no, oh. nobody like oh, I guess this is what guitar players do. They display their guitars on you know like nobody really. But um, but I did have a couple people talk to me about that divider that like that and then there's a guy <laughs> super nice guy he was right across the hall from me he's like my new my new bud he makes lamps out of stuff and um and he was asking me if you know he's like hey you ever have any guitar bodies that i could you know, think i could make a lamp i was like i was like brother <laughs> you're talking <laughs> to the right guy I, was like, I got all sorts of failures around the shop and parts and stuff um but he he doesn't play guitar but he just really loves my guitars he's always wanted to learn he has a bunch of musician friends and he claims he's buying one this week 
Uh, he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm coming to your shop this week. He's like, he's got one he's picked out that he wants to buy. He's like, I wants to. That's awesome, man. He, he did really well at the show. He sold a lot of lamps. He's like, well, once the square card comes through, and you know, and all the the credit cards come through, he's like, he's like, I'm coming to your shop. I'm like, all right, man, you got it. So we'll see, you know. That, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So Internet working. Hub. And I told him, I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, yeah, come on down, man. I was like, I'll bring your truck. I'll load you up with garbage to make lamps out of. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phil, awesome. please tell me tell everything us. in your world that's going on. I'm currently traveling for work, so I'm not home to make anything. Um, but I am, I, I talked about that desk that I made, so I'm going to be making a few more things to sort of deck out that home office. Uh, a little floating shelf, maybe some cubbies, organizers, storage, that kind of thing. So, I guess look out for that in the coming weeks. Cool. Nice. Yes. See, that was succinct. That's what that means. No, you know what What that was? Is that was l- lack of content. That's what that was. Succinct. Okay, glass I, full. I provided content. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So, you were talking about glasses and succinct. Would mm. you fill up that glass with the faucet? <laughs> that was actually really funny. <laughs> I hate to admit it. <laughs> oh, I cracked me uh, up. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, makes one of us. Um, two, two of us. Yeah. Two. One Not three. Um, okay, I guess you know what? That That's a great segue into this week's topic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great segue. That's what I was thinking. You know, and that was really well done, Bill. Um, uh. This week's topic is called Maker Magic, and it's kind of the opposite of what we talked about last week. So this week is when you sort of don't plan it out, and it just works out. You know, it's sort of just the magic happens. You know, you didn't check for square, but it just turned out that way anyway, you know? So that's, uh, that's one, of those, one of those great pieces of magic that happens as a maker where, you know, ten t- nine times out of the ten, you check for square, uh, you know, uh, over constantly and throughout over the project. Over and over, and over, over again. And, and it just doesn't come out square. And that one time where you just, you know what, you roll the dice, and, huh, it's perfect. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so. I get lucky sometimes in my my pile. I've, I I should call it my stock room or my warehouse or something. But no, it's, it's my pile right now. It's in disrepair. But um, you know, I've just got so many because I save every like offcut for the most part. And I, every once in a while, yeah, you're going like, yeah, I need a piece of wood to cut this out of. I need it to be like eight by six, and you go and you just find this piece. It's like eight by six. That's that for me is always like the like I don't have to oh, go. Yeah. I don't have to cut a long piece. You know, I don't I don't have to go hunting. Like there it is. Like oh, this will work. I love that. I love that. Well, it doesn't any, happen. Anytime you have scrap that that you end up with minimal scrap from after you make something with that scrap, that's like, I mean, that's oh amazing. yeah. I mean, that's just that's great. It's like I can't even save this. There's th- that sliver is not even good enough. You know, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I so most of my projects are small. So luckily, offcuts for me a lot of the times end up as like trim or a, you know part of a glue up to make a bigger piece. So I'm fortunate in that regard, or I guess I've sort of designed my workshop to be more of a small project kind of space. Uh, so I, I tend to keep a lot of that stuff. And and you're right, I love sort of going in there and, hmm, what would work? And having a whole bunch of different options. Like I made some uh, 
some phone holders, right? Those little iPod phone holder or uh, iPod, what's that anymore, right? iPhone <laughs> phone holders. Yeah. And uh, and I had my my pick of just about anything I wanted to glue up to make this small little block of wood that I then route a channel into. Uh, so so I, I I love that. I love just being able to go in there almost like a kid in a candy store. And uh, and and a lot of it is more expensive or let's say uh, exotic wood or not even exotic. Some of it's extinct, right? So I still have some of the the chestnut that Tim gave me, and mm -hmm. I try to use it as, as sparingly as possible, only for as special projects as possible. So I made one of those phone holders for my son, because he likes to put his iPad, he's got this this game that he puts it on um, for his iPad, it's an old iPad, but it's called Osmo. And oh yeah, little, yeah. Have yep. you seen it? Vance has so one, So for anyone who awesome. doesn't know what it is, it's amazing. It's a little mirror clip that goes on top of the iPad camera, and so that it can see what you're doing in front of the iPad on the table and it asks you to combine all of these shapes from these parts that you have to make a final design so the kids have to sort of have a, a lot of spatial recognition right and they have to understand yeah. how parts come together and there's a so whole bunch of different games there'll, there'll be a map on the screen that they're looking at and then they're moving the pieces on the table into position via the camera so it lines up with the screen is yeah. that's the tangram but then there's also there's all sorts of like like drawing games like Vance does the the there's a picture on the camera on the iPad screen and you can draw it on a piece of paper yeah in, in front of the uh, on camera by looking at the screen and and tracing the lines but then there's no lines on the paper you're tracing because you're following your hands on the screen so then what you end up making a drawing by tracing something but there's no evidence that you traced it it's really cool and then you can also record it get like a high speed you know Recording of you drawing and stuff, super cool. Yeah. Oh, it's, what it's a, a fantastic world we toy. live in. I yeah. know. So, so I made him a holder for the iPad to hold it up while he's using that game. So I used the chestnut because I, you know what? It's my son. I'm going to use up this incredible wood. Uh, so I did that. <clears throat> Everyone else gets pallet wood. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but no. So it's it's fun to be able to go in there and pull out cool stuff. Like I have these tiny little pieces of. Uh, uh, what's it called again? Macasaw, macra. You know what I'm talking about? The the ebony. Uh, macaroni? Yes, exactly. Macaroni, macaroni that's what I was thinking. Macaroni? Yeah, uh, macaroni. Macassar, ebony or something like that. Macassar or something Macassar, like that. Macassar, yeah. I think yeah. I don't know how you pronounce it's it. It's the non-African mahogany. Uh, not yeah. mahogany, uh, ebony, I mean. Ebony, yeah. It's got a different grain. Anyways, it's cool stuff, but it's mostly they sell it as turning blanks because it's very expensive. Yeah, dense. It's, it's in a lot of guitar users, or guitar makers use it, too. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... For me, the magic happens just about every time. But honestly, the magic for me is when something comes out square because I uh, I haven't done a great job of tuning up all of my tools perfectly. So they're not always 100% square. Like the table side, I've done a good job of that because I've got that little Wixy angle finder thingy and so that's good and frankly, it came kind of square from the guy that I, I bought it from. But my chop saw, mm-mm. Mm -mm. That thing is not square at all, and I use no. it as a very, very rough tool. But I know it could be way more square than it is, so I got to work. I, you know what? Ninety percent of it is in the prep, right? It's not. It's not yeah, actually. Yeah, chop saw is not that hard to square up either. Yeah. You'd be surprised. And you can yeah. just yeah. use it. Just, you can use it. It doesn't matter. Just use a square. All you're doing is squaring the blade to the fence, just like anything yeah. else. Well, yeah. The whole but key it, to that it is it doesn't have the offset though. You know, like it's got the detent, like when you sort of. You've got it loose, and you swing it, and then it snaps into the zero, mm -hmm. and then you tighten yeah. it up. Yeah. Mine at that detent 
is not square to the fence. Well, don't don't tighten up the detent and uh, make your adjustments in the detent. You know what I'm saying? You might have to bang it, push on it, or whatever, and then tighten it up. Does yeah. that make sense? R- yeah. Not really. Or or if it's if it's that far out of score, you just go out of the detent and. There there should be adjustment spacers underneath the the table on it or behind where it pivots, you know, the... Mm, There might be. There's all these little adjustments on there, and that's where you're doing it. You're not just just relying on that detent thing. So you can actually get it it close without locking the detent or the the doohickey down, and then go to those little nuts and bolts and spacers and start tinkering with those to try and get it as square as you can. Then when you Mm -hmm. lock it in place, it should be a lot closer. It, It doesn't take that long. No, but you know what I did see, because mine it really isn't cheapy. Um, once you lock it in, you don't really have that many adjustments. But I saw somebody who, had, who fixed their chop saw by actually aligning the fence, like unscrewing the fence and mm-hmm. making that square. Yeah. So mm. I, I think that might be my next uh, project. Mm. There you go. Use, yeah, the whole spacers. Use a, use a tin can for spacers on some of those places, Oh, good too. shims, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, idea. just aluminum can. To anything... Uh, I never trust any of those tools, like markings. You know, like if I'm doing something like legit, like I don't, I don't trust any. I always use my tape measure, and I use the same tape measure for the entire project. You know, I use the, right. like, the same square for the entire project. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. don't, I don't ever trust any of them. <laughs> yeah, we have trust issues. I agree. Yeah, I do. I have you know, serious, serious trust yeah, issues. I don't, I don't believe that they are going to be accurate, but I do trust them to be accurate enough. I mean, even, well, like I said, even if it's a if, serious. If project. I want something that's six inches, and I use the fence on my table saw, and I slide it over to the six. I don't bother checking that it's exactly six inches with the blade to the fence. You know what I'm saying? I trust the the, the markings that are on it because it's close enough. I mean, it's really, really, really close. If I'm making a dining table and I'm cutting a six inch piece, absolutely slide it to the six and go. But if I'm making a guitar neck and I need it to be, you know, one and five eighths of here, and you know, no, then I don't. I then I, you know, it's a, the, right. this. That's what I meant, like serious projects. Or if I'm doing joinery, like I have to connect two pieces together. Then, uh, then I don't trust it, you know. Hmm. But, but I, that's just because I've had crappy tools for you know. I mean, I, I have that beautiful table saw now, and that thing's dead to right. But I still don't trust it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I just don't like because that that's just a piece of paper in there. You can slide it. There's a little adjustment thing, like on the it's like the Beesmeyer fence or whatever. Um, yeah. And there's like Mine there's like move. well there's it, no I guess it probably doesn't move but there's an adjustment thing you can adjust the window. To line the arrow, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. if I bumped it or not. I mean, I'm carrying heavy stuff back and forth all the time. I might have bumped it, and knocked it out. So if I'm, I'm about a to make it, I got big muscles. I might. Yeah, you know, I'm. I yeah. tighten that with my hand. I could have just broken yeah. right through that bolt. But <laughs> you know, if I'm measuring something to the sixteenth of an inch, and I gotta, you know, I'm not gonna trust that. Trust the tape measure that I just dropped six or seven times, but I won't trust that. <laughs> one, yeah. one thing you can do. <laughs> one this is actually try, rational, right? So. Yeah. Tim, one thing you can try, and it, it's a little bit of a bluff technique, but if you do bump into your table saw, just give it the stink eye real quick immediately. Like, don't you dare be out of, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You stay, you yeah. stay, yeah. Yeah, no, I swear at it, usually. I said, what are you getting in my way works. for? Yeah. Yeah. I pity straighten the up. Yeah. Straighten up or fly right. <laughs> What about you, Bill? Have, have there ever been times where you kind of were like, there's no way this is going to work, and then it just did? Uh, yeah, there, there has been. Um, there's just been a few things that um, most often in that case, it, it's with having the materials I want. To me, that's match. So you don't have to go buy anything. It's like, all right, I got this. Yeah. Right, let me go see what I got. When you find, and then it's like, like holy crap, hinge. I've got everything I need to make this project. It's great. Yeah, that's, that's the real. best. That's the best. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Um, but I, I find 
the maker magic to me, I, I think uh, for anybody out there, especially anybody getting into making anything, I approach it like I approach my golf game. I don't try and play a great game of golf. I try and have one hole that I can, that just, whether it's one hitting of the golf ball or, or one putt, that's all I'm looking for during the build. And they usually get very um, rewarded by having that instead of trying to make the hole. So my maker magic comes from, you know what? I didn't screw this up, this one little part of it. Or you know you go, go to the finish, maybe it's the finish you did just right. So you don't have to try and get everything perfect, but if you can make that, Every project, if there's, there can be multiple, break it into a bunch of little bit of uh, uh, pieces, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? So as mm -hmm. you're building something, relish in the fact that, you know what, that I did make that cut. It was perfect. You know, I might have screwed up those other 29 cuts, but this one was great. You know, like I said, the finish was good or my color choice is right. The client was happy. All these things. And how many times have you had... Uh, you, feel like you made something perfect, everything was great, and then you go ask somebody else their opinion or the client and they don't like it, right? Yeah. So I think that I think what you're saying is is to have low expectations. <laughs> in in some ways. But just break right. up your project and, and have little victories all over the place. So don't just have one defeat ruin the whole thing. Have you know it's like oh man I, I uh, like I said uh, this this cut turned out well I had the, I had everything I needed you know I got I got approval from the client everything in that project from A to B break it up into a thousand different parts so you can have all these victories because if you're just that. waiting at the end to have somebody validate what you can do sometimes that's really tough it's discouraging I love when your personal politics come out in your statements. <laughs> And how did that happen? I'm not sure. Because I, your philosophy on life, and especially because you hate doing client work, is that you're not waiting for somebody else to validate your work. So sometimes no. they'll ask you a question, you're right. and it has nothing to do with that, but then you sort of sneak it in. So I love that. Because I know you But so that can be point. too. It could be, you know, how many times does that maker magic not come into your project? I didn't have any victories. This sucks. Oh, man. Here you go. You hand it over to the client, and they love it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's magic. That's like a sprinkling of fairy yeah. dust if I ever saw it. You know what That's I mean? true. That's winning the lottery. I agree. Well, yeah. And, and that, you know, take the money both, both of you are doing this for, you know, either no income or part-time income or hobbies or whatever. So, yeah, I can understand why, Bill, if you were in a situation where you're making something for your aunt or whatever and she didn't like it, be like, a, you know, it's a huge letdown, you know. I mean, and then, you know, for me, I mean, if you make something for a client and then, like, obviously that was a problem as well. Um, but, but, you know, sometimes, like, Sometimes it's just a gig, right? It's just a job. And, like, oh, I got to make this sign again that I sold on Etsy for 20 bucks. Like, yay. You know, there's, there's no, like... So, yeah, you have to find something about it. Um, I, I, tr I do that, too, I guess. Like, I try to find something about each job. Even the ones that are like, oh, it's, I'm making, you know, 10 business card holders. Like, that's not super exciting. It's like, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make these as, like, for, like, as exactly the same as each other as possible. Like, you know, like, see if I can make them all... You know, like little things like that, or just like see how good of a. I'm just gonna give the, an extra five minutes of sanding on these, and you know, little things like that. Find your victories where you can, and it doesn't yeah. have to be in the project. What about in your process? Uh, there's been a few times when I've I've been working on something and I kept the, the the shop clean, right? It's just that's a little victory. It's like I come back in the next day to continue working, and there's not a bunch of crap lying around that I have to clean up, or I, you just you didn't lose your I don't tape understand. measure. The whole project, it was, <laughs> the whole project, your tools are where you need them. And you know yeah. what I mean? So there's, there's that frustration. The battery didn't run Greek. out of juice. Anything. Still great. You know what? I love this philosophy. I, it, yeah. I, and I'm going to call it what you called it, which is little victories. Yeah. And I'm going to start living my life that way.
think, <laughs> it's a good way. I think that's a better title for the it's podcast. It's terrific. Actually. It's little, so positive. Bit. I lo- no, I, I yeah. know I sound sarcastic, but I'm really not being. I, I love it. It's such a positive outlook on life. Take the victories where you get them and, and let them fuel you for the next one. Yeah. And it's compound them, too. I mean, compound that knowledge. You know, when, when you're... When you do something, it's like, wow, this turned out really well, and I know I did this right and that right. That was great. I could probably use some work on that. Well, now you know what to focus on. I'm going to focus on the finish next time because eh, it was okay. You know, but I, everything was square, but it has, you know, dead flies in my, my shellac. So we'll have to work on that. So you learn <laughs> from it. Did you ever, read, uh, did you ever yeah. read Candide, Voltaire's Candide? I haven't, no. It's, uh, the basic premise is that Candide, he's like the like this bastard child like living in this palace he doesn't belong in whatever this whole thing but he's just uh he's the eternal optimist the entire story so he's like living this this life and this you know and he's just like man i'm so lucky to be alive this place is awesome you know and then like they kind of like he does something and he gets kicked out he's like oh well he's like at least it's a beautiful day you know and then it starts to rain he's like oh well at least i'm not getting run over by horses not a bunch of horses running like the whole story is just like that like I, I don't know positive, if I would yeah. if I would go that far for me because like um, to be very honest with you, I'm, I'm trying to sound positive in my shop and how much I love it. Whether I'm going uh, um, somewhere shopping with Casey because she likes to shop, or or if I go shooting, all these little victories, right? That's not a positive attitude everywhere because at work, no kidding, we had to get ready for tenant appreciation day, and I appreciate none of them. <laughs> so I had to set up tables and chairs. And I'm just like, you know what? These people, I don't appreciate them. They don't appreciate me. I mean, blah, blah. All right, I'll do it. But I'm not showing up tomorrow during this thing. I got things to do. I don't want to work. So you've got a steam valve. You have a yeah, steam yeah. valve, and that is your job. <laughs> I got something, but it ain't going to be standing around associating with a bunch of people that I don't really care for anyways. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I guess. Uh, appreciation. I appreciate none of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> what, what the, what's the rich couple from uh, what's it called from Gilligan's Island? The, oh, the Thur- Thurston, the Howells. Thurston yeah. and Lovey. Yeah, Lovey. So that's it's, that's it's, who it's, I picture your tenants being. Yeah, Thurston well, here, and Lovey Howell. This is the truth when it comes to pilots, and, and if there's any pilots out there, if you if you're honest with yourself, you won't be mad at me about saying this. <laughs> okay. Pilots are either complete jerks. I mean, without it, not not a little bit, complete jerks. Thinking that they are this the walking, talking epitome of what it means to be the you know an awesome person, right? Yeah. Or totally. they're absolutely amazing and they're friendly and they're wonderful and they're appreciative and they just know it's like I'm a pilot, man. I get to fly an airplane. How cool is that? I like those ones. Now, so they're either complete jerks or they're really nice. Nothing in between, and there ain't many nice ones. Hmm. <laughs> so it's there's no pilots. Just like yeah, he's okay. None yeah. of those. None of them. No. No, it's one way or the other. I've got tenants that will come up and they will just moan and complain. And it's like, you know, there's a pigeon that's getting into my hangar. It's going to poop on my plane. All right, sir, I'll do what I can. Would you like me to come in with my bazooka, my flamethrower? What do you want me to do? I mean, come on. It's a pigeon. Chase it out. They want me to go in there and tie a, a ribbon with a stick and, like, chase out the pigeon. You could do that. I'm just saying. But I do, and I keep my mouth shut. And there's other people that I don't hear from them at all. They come by the shop and, hey, man, what's going on? They don't complain. They take care of their own hangar. They don't have any issues. You know what I mean? They're good people. They don't. So I bet those are the guys, when they do have a problem, you're running for them. Oh, without a doubt. If they need yeah. something, I know it's something that's really necessary. You know, it's like, hey, right. my hangar door is, the wheels are wearing out on the door. You know, there's something like that. It's like, okay, we'll get that taken care of. That's an issue. Chasing a pigeon out of your hangar, right. unless you're 90, I expect you to be able to, to wave a stick around with a with a. You're, you're healthy enough like to it. fly a plane. 
<laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, you should be able to get the bird out. <laughs> or how about so, just fire up the jet? It should probably get the bird out. Or cook it. Uh, yeah, well, and that's another thing is is you got a guy that's that is uh, in a partnership with two other people that owns a 40-year-old single-engine airplane that I wouldn't want to fly in, right? But they do. But they're pilots. So they think they're just as cool as the person that lands a $5 million corporate jet. And they actually, most of the corporate jet pilots are not what you would, you think those would be the ones that are stuck up. No, they're nice. They're, they gotta be, well, they're working I'm sticks. making, I'm making yeah. good money. I get to fly they're, a corporate jet. I'm a good guy. Taxi right? drivers, I'm a good gal. You know? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they don't own the plane. They're taxi drivers. Yeah, but but you get these guys that well, I own an airplane. Well, three of us yeah. own an airplane. Well, it's not really an airplane if you. I mean, it has wings and an engine, I guess. You know, well, it's a whatever. Yeah. It's a prop Cessna or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you own one third of an airplane that costs less than my truck. What's your point? Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, or or they complain because so they rent a space on the green ramp, which is just un, you know, just a parking spot, right? It's not right. A, it's not a hangar, but they'll complain because it's forty eight dollars a month. Or whatever it is, it's it's ridiculously cheap. It's like you have a place to park your forty thousand dollar vehicle, or some of those small planes are a hundred thousand dollars, right? Yeah, sure. You have a place to park it. First of all, if you're that concerned about it, rent a hangar, right? Yeah. If you're that concerned about it. But what's going to happen to it? I mean, it's it's an airplane. It's made to fly out in the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. It ain't going to get hurt by sitting outside. Or buy buy a trailer and take the wings off every time you're done. Bring it home. Yeah. <laughs> Make All right. magic. Aviation rant over. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are what are we for time here? Oh, uh, actually, we're actually pretty much. Uh, we we only have one short review, so we can we can probably be. It's an amazing review. Yeah, it is. Is it? it? Is. I didn't even of, see it. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, well, hold on a second. There might be an international that we don't okay. know about. There might be. There might be. Well, if not, Phil, we're going to let you read this review because after the other review that you had to read, this is like a breath of fresh air. I bet quite literally. It's like eight words in it, so you'll love it. Actually, you know what? We probably just shouldn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> nice guy. Nice guy. You'll get. You'll get that in a minute, Phil. Um, so to, okay. to wrap up, Maker Magic is basically when you have an airplane pilot, <laughs> yeah, exactly, it really bums you out, and you got to chase pigeons around. That's Maker Magic. It's chasing pigeons. Here, here's the thing. Also, you know, I mean, uh, we, we talked about uh, the other side of it. You know, uh, I guess sort of the the challenges of the maker making stuff thing, right? And we had plenty to say. We ran out of runway on this one <laughs> when things go right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I would wrap it up. I would wrap it up like this. As reclaimers, we have way more opportunities than most to have maker magic. We really do because we're usually taking the odds are against us to begin with because we're taking subpar materials, uh, broken, bent, dinged, whatever. And, and usually for the most part, and what how beautiful is this stuff that some of the people make and they share and it's so the odds are stacked against us but that maker magic as reclaimers can be a lot more sweet just take that you know one chunk at a time you know like i said break it up into yeah. little victories and exactly step back and look at the tree not just the forest like every time you make a project that is only reclaimed like that's that's pretty miraculous like anything you make you know and and on a personal note i was speaking with someone a friend of mine who lost his job in 2016 he's an artist 
uh, artsy type guy and he he hasn't gotten like a job since and he's been just being able to support himself and his family and stuff and his wife is also sort of like you know she's an artist she makes things like jewelry and stuff and and they're they're just sort of like you know down that road and we're he came to the show I got to see him and we were talking and um I was telling him you know he was saying like yeah it's been like three years now we're making it happen it's been the best three years of my life and I and I said yeah geez I last the last job I had where I like got a paycheck from someone you know was uh ended in 2008 and I just realized that like I was like wow, wow. yeah I was like good that's well, congratulations like, that's awesome that's that is maker magic <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna start Touché. knocking on some wood while I say that. Living the dream, baby. Living the dream. Yeah. So, okay, so it's, I got po- the it's possible. Open here. Okay. Everything's possible. Yeah. Probably. Um, okay, so I see what you're saying. Uh, it's by. Uh, <laughs> but we, there's also an international one, but I'll read this one. So, uh, the, the author here is Jimbo Jack, and the title is Re Review, and the review is <clears throat> I should probably sit down for this one. It's a good show, and they really do read all the five-star reviews. Insert cricket noise. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it's it's perfect. Yeah. It's the the. It would have so, been really funny to not read it, but no one would have ever gotten the joke. Yeah. Right. You know right. I, I mean? just yeah. I would I would like <laughs> to point out that just for our listening audience, although it's funny, and I think we've all suffered through some of your humor, you don't have to make us the butt of all your jokes to leave us a five-star review you can just be nice about it people i'm just saying i don't know i thought it was pretty funny yeah. i'm still you know what i still i next time although i will prepare an asthma puffer uh for any of those long-winded yeah uh if, it, if anybody knows that that last review phil uh if anybody knows garth brooks uh, ain't going down till the sun comes up i can sing that song from end to end and you can't you can't take any space for breathing. It's like yeah. take a deep breath and go. And it's a long song. You just got to keep going and going and going and going and going and going and going. And going. So. Right. So you learn to like. circular breathe like the uh, saxophone players or monks do that chanting. You, you could always study that for a few years. Wasn't there you know, a thing about meditation? You learn how to breathe through your eyelids or something? Yes. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should start that. All the pilots yeah. are doing it. <laughs> but only the ones that rent hangar space. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I forgot to. I was going to tell both of you guys. Um, Justin Sparks, we love you always and forever. Just want to let you know. When we planned this, it was <laughs> way less creepy. Yeah, that's. You didn't. You didn't tell us you're going to make it sound like that. Yeah. yeah. Look, I can yep. see Phil's goosebumps. Yeah. Is that a good the, thing? The, uh, no. You can see, you see Tim um, dialing 911. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I always dial 91. And then I'm just waiting for that just last ready. one. Yeah. It's like that new game show where you don't know when they're going to push that last number, right? Is that right. just me? The wheel? No, oh, a fortune? It's been around for a while, I think. No, this is the a new one. I haven't, I haven't seen it. Is a new one? Uh, let me just read this last review. It's from Antigua and Barbuda. That's an island. And obviously, yes. Well, it's John made it. He just keeps changing his profile, <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> leaving reviews from yeah. other places. Right. He cracked the he's code. In the mid- yeah. He's a, you know what I mean? He's a jet setter, this guy. He's all over the planet. Um, and the title is Call Back to the Maker's Remorse episode. $10 podcast. <clears throat> made to look like a $15 podcast. 
But to me, it's priceless. I like it. Ah, I like yeah. it. Like your table. Yeah, I get it. Hey, we're not ever going to be required to remember what we said in previous episodes, are we? Nope. And nope, do you think we're really a $10 podcast? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> seems are you saying I, less? I believe we're pretending to be a $15 podcast. <laughs> yeah. I think I think we're like a $5 podcast pretending to be a $15 podcast. <laughs> Should I not you say that on the You have just air? been removed from the PR committee. Oh, that wasn't that wasn't good marketing. No, no. <laughs> oh. This is the brought, guy who uh, walk who, who yeah. works at the keg and says, "You know what, guys? The stakes here are not really that good. <laughs> <laughs> you should go to Morton's. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, where are we at now? Where are we at now? Oh, okay. Yeah, we burned a good amount there. Um, <laughs> Is that five dollars oh. just creeping his little head right in there? Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, who's got a tip? Who's got a tip? Uh, I have one. Okay. Glad you um, did. I think I think I might have mentioned this a while ago, but it was long before we were doing the tip segment, and it was when I was telling you how I did it, Phil, because I bought that little saw off you. The uh, I mm-hmm. forget the the name, the Japanese name for it. The style. It's called the saw. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I believe Tomo Horigato. Yeah. Um uh, let's see here. Let me look right. up my own website. <laughs> so I don't know what it's called. Yep. And this is where we pretend to be a fifteen dollar show. Yeah, it was it's a Dozuki. This it's a Dozuki. Dozuki thing, yeah. Six inch Dozuki or whatever it was, seven inch I think it was. But um so when I, I wish got it, was it seven inches. Yeah. Yeah, I wish. Um, so when I got it, the first thing I did which I do with a lot of tools is I uh, tools like that I should say that don't have any sort of way of hanging them on a wall is I take a tiny eye hook and I screw it into the handle just like the little tiny one and uh, mm-hmm. and then just put a finished nail into the wall so I can hang my saw on the wall without drilling a hole in the handle or anything like that and it doesn't I mean you are marring it technically by putting that tiny pinhole in the in the end of the handle but this is a great thing to do for a lot of tools like uh, it's just like a simple if you like to have them on the wall a lot of tools, you know, that have wooden handles and stuff, like files and rasps and all that stuff. They don't have to be in a drawer. You can just put a little eye hook in there and hang it on the wall, you know. I do like that. I have some tools that actually came with an eye hook, like my uh, my my rubber mallet came with an eye hook on the end. Oh, yeah? And so I hang that up like that. And also uh, Jimmy's ice pick because it's got the loop already, oh, so that's loop. how I, I put it up yeah. there. The and I use that thing constantly. It's crazy. Hammers I tend to hang up by the head, and I put two nails or screws into the wall so I can just put the you know put the handle because uh, mm-hmm. none of my instead of putting because i'd rather not put an eye hook or a hole or you know mar my tool if i don't have to um, right not that i'm like some like collector or like a mocd about it but it's just you know it's easier to put two screws in like a osb wall <laughs> you know real quick but uh yeah but so if you don't you want don't forget to the magic tools. of epoxy too five minute epoxy you can epoxy uh, an eyelet or something on your tool if you don't want to actually drill into it or if it's something you can't drill into easily, like hardened steel, you know, because yeah. I mean, obviously you're not gonna thread a wooden eye hook into that. But um, yeah, you could just epoxy that to the handle, and hmm. yeah, it's another good one too. Interesting, I like it, it. It only has to be strong enough to hold the tool, you know. Right. Yeah. The, how heavy is a sixteen ounce hammer? Probably like I don't know, it's seventeen like, ounces you know or something. Speaking ounces? of speaking of a hammer, I I just want to interrupt because it looks like we got a few more minutes to spare here. Um. 
So uh, the fire department on the airport is getting remodeled. It's from the 70s, so they're demolishing it, basically. And they're going to build a brand new training center and everything for many fire departments throughout the Bay Area. It's going to be a, an amazing thing. But they're going to demolish the old fire station. So they gutted it, cleaned it out pretty much. And then there was, a, okay, there's some old tables over here. And they told the airport manager, and he's like, yeah, go get those. So while I was over there getting them, one of the things I pulled out of the dumpster was... And it makes me look like I'm just oh. so strong. Look at this, right? I am just a beefcake yeah. of a man. What is it this made of? Like a, it's like a dead blow gigantic sledgehammer. And but. I have no idea. I don't know what it was for. And it's red like it was a fire department tool. But it's super light. Is it plastic? Got is some there metal at all? It. Is there metal at all in it? I don't know. It's a plastic cover. And yeah. the handle is bent kind of like it might have been... I, I don't know. It's really, really weird. It's a, it's Is there a still red... some weight in the head? No, dude, the thing weighs about 15 yeah, you pounds. Saw how he was... Because it's oh. only 15 pounds, you can still... Right. He's, yeah, he's holding yeah, it all the way at the ends. Weird. So I'm wondering is... if it wasn't like an exercise tool. You ever seen where people, like, they hit a big giant tire or something really hard? I wonder mm. if it was maybe some kind of a, a training tool or something. I don't know. But I could, I could definitely do some damage with this. Like, you know, if I wanted to bust out somebody's windshield or something like that. That might be what it's for, busting out car windows. Oh, huh. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I mean, because in the 70s, they didn't have those. Like, nowadays, they have those little teeny tiny hammers that they can that, yeah, yeah, that yeah, hit. Yeah. It's like diamond yeah, encrusted or whatever. Yeah. But it's just yeah. a trip. That might be what they would look like then. One hand. Yeah. Hmm. And it's got here. Listen, listen. It's got some girth to it. Hmm. Heft. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I cleaned it up and brought it home because, you know, everybody needs a giant plastic like a, it's like a, like it'd be a twenty-pound sledge, like with a long three-foot handle on it, that you can pick up with one hand and swing it around. You should just yeah. answer the door, like in your, in your, uh, in your briefs, carrying that thing. When someone comes to the door for like a pizza delivery, and go, yeah. Well, I yeah. just have to pick that up. I always answer my door in my briefs. So. Right. Well, that's <laughs> true. That is how you answered when I got there. Huh. Yeah. yeah. It's like Phil, give me a hug. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. And I was like, uh, <clears throat> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what uh, grabbed your attention this week, gentlemen? Why don't, let's start with uh, Tim this time. What grabbed your attention? Uh, I don't know. Do you ever watch the um, like the yes. late night TV shows? I watch the YouTube clips of them. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I do. That's what um that's what my, my wife and I do. We watch we watch the Colbert show like the next day, almost every you know, right. every night, you know, I and mean? we just watch whatever's up there. But so last week, um Ron Burgundy was on. I saw that, yeah. He's been and making he was the on, rounds actually on a bunch of different of those those. He was on they timed it so he was on every show on the same night, apparently, like because they pre recorded oh. and stuff. Um, that was okay. like at least that's what he said down the Colbert show. So I went, oh, he's on other shows. So I clicked around. I watched a whole bunch of him. He's doing stand up and stuff. But what he was doing was he was promoting his podcast. Um, <laughs> I love it. And you, Phil, you will. <laughs> okay. Because it's so. It's um. He just started season two, and so there's only one episode of that. But so I I just went back. I started from the beginning. Uh, yeah. And so I've listened to like a half a dozen of them now, and they're they're like just that classic. He's in character, and right. he's, he's the, the condescending, dated, like, white male. And then right. he's got, his sidekick is, a, a, like, a millennial girl who's, you know, woke. 
Um, okay. And, and, and the way they even set it up is like, he's like, you know, this is Ron Burgundy on the Ron Burgundy. Like, and then her voice, she's always kind of off mic. Like, she's not supposed to have a microphone. So the, even like the <laughs> soundscape of it is like that. So he's just spewing nonsense that she's in the back going, ah, well, actually, no, it's not, ah, uh, you know, like kind of correcting it. <laughs> and he's just, he's just like, in one episode, like, you know, she's, he's like, so how are you doing? He's just like, well, my, my, my boyfriend went off to, uh, in the Navy for two years and he, he dumped me at the dock and, and, and he's like, ah, oh, well, we'll talk about that later. Anyways, uh, so, you know, I had the best steak last night. <laughs> you know, just like, you know, whatever, like, it's typical. But it's just, it's just great. It's just in character. In season two, his first guest was Kamala Harris. So he's actually, like, like trying to be oh, current with it, too, as well as do his, his shtick. He had Deep, wow. Deepak Chopra on one. <laughs> like, so, and he wow. just stays in character. It's just, it's just brilliant. No, so that's my new, saw, my new guilty pleasure. All that's been on, all that's been on the YouTube's, and so one of the things that popped up with, I don't know if this was from one of the movies or maybe just a clip, but apparently it was his editor or uh, producer or whatever was sitting there. Ron, you have to tell these people what's going on. He said, "I don't want to do that. I don't need to. Why do we have to tell people what they need to know? Why don't we just tell them what they want to hear?" <laughs> and then the producer's like, "That's genius. Say that again." I'm like, yep, that's today's news. Yeah, that is the news. It's uh, Bill. You seriously never watched that movie? It's it's so. I mean, I, I kind of want to watch it again just because of the current climate, you know, and the current media. You gotta cycle. watch it twice. Yeah, watch it two times. I've, I've seen it at like, least eh, twice, but it's not so good. Then you watch it the second K- time, you're like that. Casey one. would probably love it. That's totally her. Oh, yeah. speaking of which, um, she's highly upset with you, both of you. What? Um, Why? So because. I told her we started watching the new Starbucks show and that you two said it was stupid and it was not worthwhile and we love it. And she's like, well, you just tell Tim and Phil they're stupid because this is a great show. That new Katie Sackoff show? I didn't see it. I, that was Tim's opinion. I haven't seen it. Yeah, that was just me. Oh, backpedaling now. I see how it is. No, yeah. Phil said it who looks wants to get, stupid. Who wants facts to get in the way of your, your narrative, eh? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bill? I know. That's, We're that's both so, like, this is an amazing show. We loved it. <laughs> But um, yeah, no. Phil Phil said that it looked stupid. I'm yeah, par- I did say it I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. yeah, I, I said that it looked stupid. I said that it was kind of stupid, but I still watched. I it. I like it when Casey's actually on my side and not your side, because normally it's me rare. trying to backpedal. It's, yeah. it's rare. It is rare in your marriage for her to be on your side. I agree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And she is usually on my side, so that yeah, mine too. Yeah, makes well. Sense. <laughs> so, what caught my attention? You ask. Nope. <clears throat> Go ahead. What caught your attention, Bill? Um, so, just a normal YouTube channel uh, went skipping by my feed, and the guy's name is Michael Alm. But oh the, yeah, it's great. Dude, it's like the, this table. It's like a just a, a base of a table, like a coffee table, and then you use some curly white. Ma- it's a dark finish, curly white maple, yeah. and it looks like the wood is like Dripping. epoxy. It's it's melted oh, over the yeah. top of this. Thing. Yeah, it was an Arbitech video, right? And yeah. It, I, I, yeah, I saw this. Yeah, I saw just, the thumbnail. Yeah, yeah, it is absolutely amazing. Uh, what an amazing idea! Talk about uh, wanting to make something reclaimed where you can hide it a little bit with the, with some. Chauffeur or whatever, like some amaze balls stuff on top of it, right? Yeah, that would be the style to do. That doesn't matter what the base. This guy's actually he's got a background in sculpture. 
No, no, I know. I watched. I, then I looked up mm. his channel. I saw some yeah. of his other stuff. I mean, he does a lot of amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. But just that, that just struck me as like, what a way to make a reclaim piece because you wouldn't have to worry about the base so much, right? You just right. put a base together and then make that top just that beautiful melted look with the angles and oh, it's awesome. Or, Check yeah. out or, Michael Alm. Even like uh, like thrift store furniture, like a pre-made nightstand, right? That's just kind of ugly. Anything you can you can do that yeah. to the top of it, and it would just yeah. set it apart from everything everywhere. Or some, yeah. it doesn't even have to be exactly like he did it. You can make. What about making like a river table that sits on top of the a stupid base, right? Yeah, right. Well, but I mean, the, yeah. the point is that he got the juices flowing, right? Oh yeah, yeah. it was that's, just that's it why just we're here, caught right? my attention. <laughs> yep. So he, anyway, um, he did a collaboration with uh, with Chris Salamone. And that's how we got introduced to this guy. Yeah, I so. saw that one too. The desk drawers or whatever it was. Yeah, something, something. But I saw yeah, this yeah. guy, and then I saw his channel, and he's, for me, he's like the male Laura Kampf. That's, <laughs> that was sort of the vibe I got from him. And well, that, I was like, this guy's good. He needs to understand the compliment we just gave him, or you just gave him. So. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess you don't agree, but anyways. Uh, no, I, I, he's he's amazing. I, the guy, check out his channel. The guy's work is. Uh, uh, he, he turned his closet into a Murphy bed. We normally have a Murphy bed. You make the cabinet on the outside of the wall. This is actually yeah. screw it. I got a big old space to thing to fit in right there. Boom. Yeah. So instead of looking like a closet, you just pull the whole thing down. It's not a closet. It's a bed. So that's cool. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, what caught my attention this week? I I've seen the movie a couple of times, and I've also read the book a couple of times, and I'm reading it again now, and I love it. It's called Ready Player One. Uh, Tim, I don't know if you've seen it or not. I saw the movie. I didn't read the book. The book is like way better. I mean, it's such yeah. a douchebag thing to say, but it's true that the book is. It's got way more of the '80s references, and it's a little bit more R-rated, and it's just it's fantastic, and I and I love it, and uh, and it's gotten me into everything '80s again recently. I started listening to like, uh, you know, '80s synth pop on Spotify, and <laughs> I got like this. Like this Tron wallpaper on my on my on my computer. You just, and you just redeemed yourself with my wife. Oh lord. Oh, really? oh sweet. All right. <laughs> you got your leg warmers on, and <laughs> oh, well, I'm wearing them now. It's yeah. cold in here. Uh, He's yeah. a maniac, maniac. Oh, sorry. <laughs> on the floor, yeah. So that's that's what uh, that's what caught my attention, um, and uh, yeah, that's it. Bye. Our channels, ironandsoul.com, williamlutz.com, timsway.net, newperspectivesmusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, you can send us an email, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, or hit us up on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. On iTunes, check out reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Hit that link, launch your iTunes, leave us those reviews. If they are five stars and don't bother leaving us anything else, we will read them on the air, regardless of how crazy they are. And Patreon, patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. There's also a link on reclaimed audio podcast.com. So hit that up. And, um, and we'd really love your support. Uh, this is, this is the best way to keep us on the air. And I think we've been on the air for three plus years now. Is that right? I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. I and, think we're coming uh, up on four actually. If are you serious? Well, if there's yeah. 52 weeks in a year and we're coming up on That's our true. 200th episode, do the math. Yeah. You know? Wow. I don't like to I don't need to do uh, math. That's a lot of work. Yeah. That is, that's a lot of episodes. Wow. So, yeah. Um, we love you guys. Thank you so much. And, uh, and in all seriousness to Justin Sparks, uh, thank you, my friend. Yes, absolutely. And I also wanted to point out, I was um, my mouse died at on my computer at work, and so I was rooting through some drawers at my shop looking for a backup mouse. I ended up getting a wireless one, first one ever, and it's amazing. 
Um, and I found, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like walking to the 21st century. And I found yeah. though, while I was looking for where I thought I had a backup mouse, I found we still have reclaimed audio podcast t-shirts at my shop we, we there's still a few of those available for sale in a couple sizes left and if you go to reclaimedaudiopodcast.com and click on the link it will take you to my etsy page where the sizes should be accurate for what we have left and um so uh help me get them out of my shop because they're going to turn into rags pretty soon if i uh <laughs> at this rate i forgot i had them there's only a few yeah. left so so let's uh sell them out you know yeah well, what if we cut them up and sell them as reclaimed audio rags yeah, we could make. Um, you know what we should do is make um, headbands out of them. So I mean, if there's if there's four t-shirts, we can make eight headbands. They are already t-shirts, and I feel like they're at the max value we're gonna get for them. What so if we, we made eight headbands and four sleeveless shirts? Now we're talking. Oh, I'll buy the sleeveless shirts. Oh wait, no, we're trying to sell. That's that's not gonna help us. Yeah. It's counterproductive. Business. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, succinct. Please buy the t-shirts. Anyways. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody, and thank you once again. And they, Bye, every right. T-shirt bought will come with free sawdust from my shop because it's just a freaking mess in there. <laughs> so, oh, bye, everybody. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Be good.